Prayer is the energy and atmosphere in which we wage war. Believers must live in prayer at all times in order to win the spiritual battle. It is how we are strengthened in the power of God, and it is how we put on the full armor of God. Hi, I am Elder Michael Walker. Thank you for joining us today on our podcast. We will be continuing our five-part series on the power of prayer. Today, we will be talking about praying in the Spirit. In Ephesians, the sixth chapter, in the 10th verse through the 11th, the Word of God says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. We know that in this particular scripture that there are seven pieces of armor in the armor of God that he tells us to put on in order to fight against the enemy. But the we know that the number of seven is a number of completion in the word of God. And we know that the sword of the spirit is number seven in the completion of the armor of God. But it is also the most important part of the armor of God. Because all of the other pieces of the armor defines as a defensive tactic. But the sword of the spirit is our offensive weapon that we use against the enemy. That's what we're talking about this month. We're talking about the power of prayer. And we know that in order to fight the enemy, we need to be in prayer. And last week, Elder Shanita talked about praying persistently and consistently in the word of God and praying. We have to always be in a constant mode of prayer so that we can defeat the enemy. We can read the word. We can preach the word. We can evangelize. We can live a moral life. But if we are not praying, we will be defeated. So we must constantly be in prayer. In Matthew, the 26th verse, the 26th chapter in the 41st verse Peter fell asleep and therefore did not stand in the evil day. So we know that the word of God said, therefore, take up the sword of the spirit that we might be able to fight against the wiles, the tricks of the enemy. So Peter, as they were in the garden of Gethsemane, Jesus said, could y'all pray with me for one hour? But Peter fell and fell asleep. So he lost the battle when the enemy attacked him on that next day. Because why? He was not prayed up in the spirit of God so that he could fight the enemy. So in Matthew, we see that Peter fell and we are often like like that as well. Sometimes we are asleep. When we sleep, we should be praying. When we're fighting, we should be waiting on the Lord. Prayer is an essential part of us fighting, but we must be in the right spirit when we go to pray. Uh, Edward um, Payson said, prayer is the first thing, the second thing, the third thing necessary to minister. Prayer is therefore, my dear brother, pray, pray. So we must always be praying. First Corinthians, the 14th chapter and the 15th verse says, what is it then? I will pray with the spirit and I will pray with the understanding. Also, I will sing in the spirit, and I will sing with the understanding also. So it's talking about praying in the spirit and also singing in the spirit. But the most important thing is that we must have a clear understanding of what's going on, especially when we're in a corporate setting. 
because what does it edify anybody when you're speaking in tongues and nobody understands what you're saying? Or what does it edify anyone if you're praying in tongues and nobody understands what you're saying? So singing and praying with our spirit implies using the gifts of tongue. This can help release the mystery of God and ignite our hearts with passion for God. Praying in the spirit is a powerful and enjoyable, but however, many people misunderstand the purpose of the gifts of tongues and the scripture describing it. In 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter, it talks about the gift of the spirit. It said in the 10th verse that there is various types of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. So we know that it's different types of tongues that you can speak, but it's only one interpretation. So it's very important that we know two different types of gifts of tongue. The first is in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter is the gift of tongues for the corporate body. This is a gift where a believer speaks in a corporate setting, such as a church or a Bible study or in a small prayer group. The most important thing about this particular setting in a corporate setting, after you have spoken in tongues, then you need someone to interpret the tongues, to be able to tell the the people in the group what was said. So this is where the other gift of the interpretation come into play. This is a type of tongues that need to be heard by people so that someone with the gift of interpretation can give the meaning of this gift. This gift edifies the body and allows the Lord to speak to his people. Paul is clear that not all believers have this gift. Do all speak with tongues, he asks in 1 Corinthians, the 12th chapter and the 30th verse. Yet in 1 Corinthians 14 and 5, he says, I wish you all spoke with tongues. So we understand that not everyone have the gift of speaking in tongues in a corporate setting and the interpretation. But we know that the one of the gifts of the spirit is speaking in tongues, although one of the gifts of the spirit is speaking in tongues. This is not the primary prayer language of a person. This don't necessarily mean that you don't have the spirit of God just because you don't speak in tongues. Some people don't speak in tongues. And if you're going to pray in the spirit, it's not always talking about praying in tongues. Praying in the spirit means that you're being led by the spirit of God in a prayer that you're praying for people or you're praying for an individual or you're yet praying for yourself. Sometimes we're just worshiping and magnifying God and glorifying him. And then he ushers us in to his presence through his Holy Spirit. So we're, as you're praying in the spirit, it's not always about speaking in tongues, but it's about being led by the spirit of God on the things that you should pray about at that moment or at that situation or that circumstance. So don't get caught up with just praying in tongues because praying in tongues has its place in a certain place. And a lot of people don't pray out corporately um, when they're praying in the spirit. Some people have a personal prayer language and that can edify you as well, but it's just edifying you in your private setting. 
This is a second type of tongues is a personal prayer language that edifies the one who is speaking. This is what Paul was referring to when he said, I thank my God, I speak with tongues more than you all. In 1 Corinthians, the 14th chapter and the 18th verse, he was talking about his personal prayer time when he's praying to God and he's speaking in tongues and he's lifting them up. Now, like I said, you might not speak in tongues, but that don't lessen the power of God working in your life just because you're not speaking in tongues. But the main thing we're talking about is praying in the spirit. And we're going to be led to pray in the spirit that the power of God might be manifest in our lives. And it's not always about speaking in tongues. It's more than that. But if you're in your personal prayer life or if you're praying personally and you want to be led in the spirit of God, then all you got to do is put yourself into place. And this is a constant prayer. And the word of God tells us in, in 1 Thessalonians to pray without ceasing. Praying without ceasing, an example of that is a person with a very hiking, irritating cough. If you notice that person, don't cough all the time, constantly, all day. Just like a person that's on the job. If you're praying without ceasing, you can't be on your job constantly praying all day long. But a hiking cough, every now and then the person will cough. That's what God is talking about when he's talking about praying without ceasing. You can have a constant prayer, but not involved in the prayer all the time. Because prayers don't always come out of our mouth. Sometimes we're praying within our spirit man. And this is how God is saying when you're talking about in 1 Thessalonians, the 5th chapter and the 17th verse, praying without ceasing. And when we go down and look at um, Jude in the 20th chapter or the Jude, the 20th verse, it says, but you, beloved, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. We're talking about praying in the spirit. I'm just not talking about any spirit. I'm talking about the Holy Spirit of God, that spirit that leads you and guides you into all truth and all righteousness. This is what enhances our worship. One of the goals of 24-7 prayer is to worship God from a flowing heart, meaning that we have a constant prayer going on. We have a constant praise going on in our heart, in our spirit, man. But you can only achieve this constant prayer, this constant worship, by the power of the Holy Ghost. That is what, that is what gives us the power to pray in the spirit constantly or to pray without ceasing. We may not feel everything when we pray in the spirit, but we should not seek to measure what happens by what we feel in the moment. We got to realize that things are taking place in the spiritual realm. In 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, it says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. How do we pull down strongholds? How do we battle the enemy? We're talking about the power of prayer. And how do we fight the enemy? 
not with carnal weapons, but we must fight him in a spiritual battle. And in order to be in the spirit or be able to pray in the spirit, you need the spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, that spirit with a capital S. So we need the spirit of God in order to pull down the stronghold of the enemy, in order to fight this fight that we're fighting. That's why in Ephesians, the sixth chapter, it was so important that we have the, the sword of the spirit, because that is our weapon that we can use to fight against the enemy in every situation, in every circumstance. We must always pray in the spirit. He also teaches us not to disengage our mind. We know that so many times in this world, the new age movement is talking about meditating. What are you meditating on? Don't just free your mind up with anything. That's what Paul is talking about. He says, but to focus on God's throne in heaven. Revelation 4 talks about it. And speak directly to the Father. Speak to God. Or to speak directly to the Holy Spirit who dwells in you, inside of you. In Romans 8 and 9, it's also talking about in that ninth verse, And also the second verse, it says, but ye are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If indeed the spirit of God dwells in you. Now, if anyone does not have the spirit of Christ, he is not his own. So in order to worship God in the spirit, in order to pray in the power of the Holy Spirit, you need the spirit living on the inside of you because you can't pray if you don't have the spirit of God. So we must have the spirit of God in order to pray to God. In 2 Corinthians the 13th chapter in the 14th verse, the word of God said, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the communion of his Holy Spirit be with us all. So we know that we need God's grace. Not only do we need his grace, but in order to function, in order to overcome everything that the enemy is trying to do to us, we need the power of the Holy Spirit living within us so that we can fight everything that the enemy is trying to do, both singing with our spirit and and with our understanding is important in our spiritual life. But Paul taught us that if we sing to God from our heart, we would experience God's grace and the spirit's presence. Let the word of Christ dwell richly teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and in hymns, spiritual songs and singing with grace in your heart to the Lord in Colossians 3 and 16. So we need the spirit of God in order to praise him, in order to worship him, in order to pray in the spirit. We need the spirit of God to lead and guide us in everything that we do. That's how we pray in the spirit, not only through tongues. So don't get stuck on tongues, but it's more about being led by the spirit of God on what to pray about and when to pray. Because that's why we got to enter into worship. Because you want to be in the presence of God so that his spirit can flow through you. And sometimes the word of God say that we don't know what we ought to pray for, but we're guided by the spirit of God and he will give us utterance. Because sometimes you can't say a word. You just lift your hands or you might be in a situation where you can't say a word and you just lift your hands or you're just meditating. That's why it's so important that don't you try to clear your mind. 
It ain't about meditating on nothing. It's about meditating on the word of God day and night. Letting this word be on the on your eyelids. So when you close your eyes at night, you can see the word. Hang it around about your heart. The word of God said, nail it on the doorpost. So when you go out, you see it. No matter where you are, you will always have the word in your presence. And that's how we pray in the spirit of God. Now, let's pray. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, and we come before your throne of grace, God. We ask you to search our hearts, God. If there be anything in us that's not like you, Father, we ask that you move it out of the way right now. God, we just thank you for who you are in our lives. God, we thank you for all that you have given us, God. We thank you for the power of your Holy Spirit, God. We thank you for Jesus Christ dying upon the cross to give us the right to the tree of life, that we can come to your throne of grace and we shall obtain the mercy. But most of all, God, we thank you for your Holy Spirit living within us and dwelling within us, leading us and guiding us into all truth. God, so those that's out there under the sound of my voice, God, give them the knowledge, God. Give them the wisdom, God. But most of all, give them grace, God, that they can enter into prayer through your Holy Spirit, God, and they'll be able to receive the things that you have promised them in your words. Satan, we come against you right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind every demonic force and every hindering spirit because we know that the word of God said, where any two touch and agree and ask anything, that it shall be done. We know the word said that one can put a thousand to a flight, but two can put 10,000 to a flight. That's the power of of praying in the spirit, God. So we thank you, God. Allow your spirit to continually rest and rule and abide in us from hence now and forevermore. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus and our hearts say amen. I want to thank everyone for joining us today on our podcast and thank you for joining us in our five-part series. And next week we'll be covering Prayer is the Battleground spiritual warfare standing in the gap so we look forward to you coming here next week and joining us as we come to a conclusion in our five-part series i am elder michael walker and thank you for joining us on our podcast today and until next week remember pray pray pray